Welcome in episode 144, What's Right with Nick Wright. We went very long in the previous, on Tuesday's episode, I'll be honest, we've gone long in about 90% of these episodes in our history. Today is going to be a tight 40 minutes. We have a ton, you don't believe me? No, I don't. Diora, my daughter is here with us. As you can see, she and I are wearing matching sweatshirts. More on that in a moment if you're watching on YouTube. And by in a moment, I mean at the end of the show. Also on Tuesday's show, we had a very somber and serious uh, final half hour, really. Today, even though there has been more news and more stories similar to the ones we discussed, most notably the Texas shooting of the, the cheerleader who got into the wrong car, just horrifying incident. Today, we are going to try to have fun, just talk sports, and a little bit of life, but fun life stuff. But first, here's what did not make the cut. For today's show, not on the show, the A's moving to Vegas. Vegas pretty soon going to be a four pro sport team city. They already have the Golden Knights hockey team, the Raiders football team. They're about to have the Oakland A's. Sorry for my friends in Oakland. That really sucks. And LeBron's going to bring a basketball team there at some point. That'll be a four team city. It also one day, I think, will be the city where I live once what you don't you you just winced young lady you don't no, think i'll ever live in vegas i didn't say that your mom wants to open tr a trentage in vegas i know i'm that. one day going to be a professional poker player there's no reason for me to not Trinity. live in las vegas calvin ridley says he's a 1400 yard type of player and i might be losing my blue check mark they have been i don't care about losing the blue check mark they have so been saying it. say it again you're gonna buy it no no, th he's this so, is he's so gonna buy it. No, zero percent chance am I gonna buy it. I what I will say is it is, and again, I'm not a galaxy brain marketing genius. However, the blue check mark one oh wow, they just made it evaporate on the screen. At one point was kind of a corny status symbol, but still a bit of a status symbol. And now the big deal to get a check. It out. was, it was a big deal. And now within six months of taking over the company, I think the new owner has made having a check mark be something you actively don't want because people see it and think you paid for Twitter. It's a free service and you're paying them half the price in Netflix just so you can have longer tweets and a blue check mark. Now, what I will miss, I will say is, if you have the old school verified checkmark, I can go to my mentions and only see mentions from verified users. That was useful. So if colleagues or athletes were trying to reach out to me, I saw it that way without having to go through all the tweets of people photoshopping my head onto other people's bodies and horrible things. So that part I'll miss, but no, I ain't paying for no $8 a month for no blue checkmark. Diora. Let's get to today's show. Okay, so the Lakers lost to the Grizzlies without job. Yeah. If they can't beat the team, a team without their best player, how are they ever going to win the finals? Okay. So do you think you overreacted to game one? No, I didn't. Okay. But I will tell you right now, this will be a good test case for whomever your favorite media personalities are whoever you consume and how whether or not they understand how the NBA works or whether or not they are simply 
trying to give you the hottest Lakers take imaginable. Here's why. Four teams went on the road and won game one of their playoff series. There's eight series. In four of them, the home team won game one and game two. So that would be, of course, Denver, Philly, Boston, and who am I leaving out as the other one? The Denver, Philly, Boston. Is that it? Maybe that's it. The Those teams went took care of home court. Those series are 2-2, right? Oh, and Sacramento, light the damn beam. That's who I was forgetting. I knew it was four of them. Four teams lost their opening game of the playoffs as the home team. The Grizzlies, the Suns, the Bucks, and the Cavs. What did all four of those teams then do for game two? They are desperate. The other team relaxes a bit because they had to steal one. They already stole one. All four of those teams, the Clippers, the Bucks, the the Cavs, and the Grizzlies came back and the Suns, pardon me, and won game two to salvage a split. Now, you might say, yeah, Nick, but the Grizzlies didn't have John Morant. I understand that. But the Grizzlies are more equipped to play without John Morant than any team in the league is equipped to play without their best player. Over the last two seasons, with Ja, they win 63% of their games. Over the last two seasons, they have played 50 games, 5-0 games, without Ja. The winning percentage actually goes up a tick. They win 66% of their games. Now, are they better without Ja? Of course not. But are they more equipped than any other team in the league to win without their superstar? Of course they are. Because they ju- they are such a great defensive team. They don't have to score a ton of points to win games. They are tough. They are well coached. Now, does that so what am I concerned about from last night's Lakers game? It is not that, oh my God, you lost to the team without Ja. It is that D'Angelo Russell after the game. And he's been brutal lately after a two of 11, five point game was asked about being a point guard for this team. And he was like, I'm not a point guard for this team. I'm not a point guard. I'm just a basketball player. He already seems, uh, let's call it a little annoyed with his role, which is frustrating because right when he got back to the Lakers, he played so well in his role. They were already talking about having him be the long-term solution at point guard instead of Kyrie Irving. The other reason this is concerning, if you're the Lakers, when it comes to Angelo Russell, last year in the postseason with the Minnesota Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell, 12 points a game on 33% shooting. This year, through two games of the postseason, 12 points a game on 32% shooting. They need him to be better. I think a lot of people today are going to be criticizing Anthony Davis. He was bad offensively. It was not 
However, you cannot say he wasn't locked into yesterday's game because once again, he was dominant defensively. The reason the Lakers lost yesterday was because D'Angelo went two of 11. They got nothing, absolutely nothing off their bench aside from Rui, who once again was excellent, and they couldn't hit a shot. And then you add to it that Anthony Davis went four of 14. That's not a recipe to win the game. So the Lakers relaxed a bit. The Grizzlies were desperate, just like, by the way, Clippers relaxed a bit. The Suns were desperate. The Heat relaxed a bit. The Bucs, without Giannis, were desperate. The Knicks relaxed a bit. The Cavs were desperate. It is very rare the road team wins both of the opening two games. So, no, it is not panic time in Los Angeles, and I think you will see a sense of urgency in game three for the Lakers that you did not see in game two. What's your follow-up, Diora? What were your thoughts on Dylan Brooks' comments towards your bestie? Okay. So, Dylan Brooks... Your enemy now? No, he's not my enemy. Listen, he's a cartoon character. Dylan Brooks... Listen, I... There is a long line of Dylan Brooks's. The first was Deshaun Stevenson, who tried to chirp at LeBron. And then LeBron came out and said, uh, this would be like Jay-Z replying to Soldier Boy. Then, because of that, Soldier Boy himself showed up to the next game. Then, because of that, Jay-Z dropped a diss track on Soldier Boy and Deshaun Stevenson. That, of course, ended with LeBron dispatching of Deshaun Stevenson and the Washington Wizards. Then, the next Dylan Brooks there was, was Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson chirped at LeBron. They're not related. What's up, Diora? The name sounds really familiar. Lance Stevenson? You maybe have seen him play. I mean, he just... No, like from something else. Okay. His name was in a song. So, well, Deshaun Stevenson's name was in a song. Lance Stevenson, maybe his name was in a song. Lance chirped at LeBron including during a playoff game once, blowing in LeBron's ear to try to get under his skin. That, of course, went with LeBron repeatedly sending Lance Stevenson's Pacers home for the playoffs. Then there was Draymond Green, the best version of any of these players. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green chirped at LeBron and then punched LeBron, punched, slapped LeBron in the groin. That ended with Draymond being suspended LeBron winning three straight, and then Draymond literally crying in the parking lot after losing the finals, calling Kevin Durant and asking him to come save him. It was in a Nicki and, song. Oh, it was in a Nicki Minaj song? You just found it with Lance yeah. Stevenson? Yeah. Okay, there you go. So, and now there's Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks said LeBron's old. Dylan Brooks said that he doesn't respect anyone until he scores 40 on him. Dylan Brooks had all this chirping. And as soon as that happened, everyone on Twitter was like, oh boy, can't wait to bet the LeBron over props for game three. He's going to score 40. He's going to score 50. None of those people know what they're talking about. No one knows what they're talking about except for you, right? Well, when it comes to certain things, you're not supposed to agree on when it comes to certain things, it would appear I'm the only person. You could infer that, that hold on that I'm the only person that has watched LeBron for the last 20 years. The idea that because Dylan Brooks talk trash, LeBron is going to change his approach in the playoffs 
is utter nonsense. It won't happen. Blasphemy. It, 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 uh, it, it, is, it goes against who LeBron always has been as a basketball player. He's not going to all of a sudden make it a one-on-one battle with him and Dylan Brooks. It's just not going to happen. Now, if he gets the opportunity late in the series when the Lakers have full control to embarrass Brooks, will he? Maybe. But is he going to go out there and say, I'm going to go get my 40? No, not who he is as a player. And by the way, I got no quarrel with Dylan Brooks. This is who he is. He's a cartoon character. He's a wrestling heel. The wrestling eel. He, yeah, in wrestling, a face no, is no. a good guy, a heel is a bad guy, uh, and that's who he wants to be, and that's how he's carved out his niche in this league. He's a good defender. He's an abysmal offensive player, and he is the kind of emotional support of this team. But it's not going to end well for him. But I don't think it's because LeBron's going to go out and try to score forty in Game Three. All right, next. After stepping on Sabonis in Game 2, Draymond was suspended for Game 3. Yeah, The NBA said Draymond's excessive and over-the-top actions in his history as a repeat offender played a huge role in the decision. Yeah, You keep saying that the Warriors are going to be done with Draymond. Yeah. So two questions for you. Okay. One, are you okay with Draymond's history factoring in his suspension? Yep. And two... Are you ready for another Warriors take to age poorly? All right, let me deal with the first, the second one first. The Warriors are cooked. Uh, and this take won't age poorly. Save all the clips. None get ready to send them. To- no, my Warriors take last year did age poorly. I've been wrong on them before. I'm not wrong this year. Sacramento is better than them. They were better than them in the regular season. They've been better than them in the postseason. Both of these games have been tied with six minutes left and the Kings have out-executed. Now, on the Draymond part, am I okay with his history factoring in his suspension? Of course I am. It would be ridiculous for it not to. And I want to show you something, Diora, and you can tell the audience. He's definitely not staying under 40 minutes. If you, okay. If you type in to YouTube, Draymond Green kicks. Read what it autofills. Just go down the list. Read them all. Adams kicks LeBron, kicks LeBron James, kicks, kicks James Harden, kicks the bonus. Stephen Adams twice. Yeah. Kicks nuts. Kicks, yeah. Kicks fan out. Yeah. So there it is. (laughs) Uh, Google. Oh, uh, no, there's another one. uh, There's two more names near the bottom that we haven't gotten to. Herb Jones. Yeah. Fan and Kyrie Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. So if you type go to YouTube and type in Draymond Green kicks, they're like, oh boy, we know you're talking about him kicking a person, but man, Which is it one? Steven Adams? Is it LeBron? Is it James Harden? Is it DeMontis Sabonis? Is it Herb Jones? Is it Kyrie Irving? Guys, of course his history should factor in. And here's the other thing. Draymond. His history helps him a lot. So, guy, Draymond does things on the court after calls. That 90%, Dylan Brooks does this too, by the way, that 90% of players would get a technical for. Okay. But because he always does it, the refs let it go. It's similar 
I'll, I'll use a family analogy. You're about to say something that's going to make me mad. No, it won't make you mad. I think you'll agree. It's similar. So I am not a yeller. Not like I'm not the yeller in the household. Mom is. He's yelling right now. Just so. Okay. Yeah. No, I always talk like this, but like I'm not. So this is my point. When Deanna, your little sister. If mommy yells at her, she takes it in stride because mommy's a bit of a yeller. If I yell at her. She breaks down immediately. Do you agree with that? I think that's with any of us, though. Well, yeah, if I yell, it, it correct because it's out of character. And again, Danielle's mm-hmm. a better parent than me. I'm not. I'm not indicting anything there. But she just runs a little hotter in these scenarios. Draymond gets away with so much because he has smartly like- baked it into who he is. Go ahead. Or like when someone who gets all D's gets a gets a C plus and then everyone's like, you did amazing. Exactly right. And if someone get, has straight A's and gets a B, it's like, what the hell happened? It's yeah. exactly right. It's what you expect and did you meet or exceed those expectations. Mm-hmm. So Draymond benefits from his history a lot. But his history also factors in to when you stomp on a guy's chest the league's going to look at that. And I said this on TV, I'll say it again. Because they said his press conference and his histrionics after the stomp hurt him. If Draymond, after doing this, didn't try to incite the crowd, and then at the press conference, so I'll be Draymond Green, you you be the reporter, ask me about the stomp. And and I will tell you what Draymond should have said, and I don't think he gets suspended. So what happened with the stomp? Why did you stop on Sabonis? Okay, you know... So I'm really glad. I knew I was going to be asked that. I'm really glad you asked. So as you guys saw, I couldn't believe they threw me out of the game. Uh, I've now seen, you know, Coach showed me the video. And now I understand why they threw me out of the game. It looks awful. And I know because of my history what everybody thinks. I want to tell you guys, if you see in the video, he grabs my ankle. It's a tight game. We're in the fourth quarter. The ball's going up court. I am. Tr- uh, go ahead. Nothing. No, he did. In the video, it looked like he was about to run. Correct. And then after he stomped on him, he did a whole like, like jump. Yeah. Exactly. So this would have been plausible. I wouldn't have believed it, but it would have been yeah. plausible. This is so again, I'm Draymond again. So if you guys see the ball's going up court, he's grabbing my ankle. I am trying to get back in the play. He's a big, strong guy. I am trying to pull my foot out and run up court. Because he was holding on to me, I ended up, it does look like a stomp, but that's me running. I'm trying to get up court. I didn't mean to land on him, but I was, the reason it was so forceful was because I was trying to get my foot out and go. So listen, I'll see Domus tomorrow or at the next game. I hope he understands because, yeah, that looked awful. But I wasn't trying to hurt him. I was trying to get back in the play. I honestly believe. Now I'm back to being me. If he said that, they don't suspend him. They wouldn't have been. He, but he just was like, yeah, he grabbed my foot. It, yeah, I stomped it, on Exactly him. Like, right. He was, his pride got in the way. He, he wanted to play the victim card. And he wanted to make it like, what did you expect me to do? 
This is he said he thought people they, were gonna be like, yeah, yeah they they and by the way, some people did. Some media did. They the he said they grabbed my ankle two games in a row. What do you want me to do? And the answer is not that. Now, one other thing about the media on this, and this is maybe why I don't have as many friends as I should. The the some of my colleagues hyperventilating about how the league has done the Warriors wrong is embarrassing. The First of all, the idea that the Warriors are getting screwed by the officials is belied by the video, by the facts on the ground, and by logic, which is the league would like nothing more than a Lakers-Warriors or Grizzlies Warriors round two. That's what's good for business. That's first of all. Second of all, the idea that now there's an asterisk on this series, give me a god dog break. Before the Draymond suspension was announced, the Warriors were eight-point home favorites. Now, this morning, with Draymond not playing, they are six-point home favorites. So many of the people who are saying this forever mars the series, expect the Warriors to win tonight. I expect the Warriors to win tonight. They're at home. They're desperate. They should be, they're not going to get swept. They should be able to win tonight. And it's just, I understand Draymond's got friends everywhere. He, he works for Colin and does a podcast for him. He works with TNT. I, I get all of it. Guys, Give me a break. He is who he is. He is an all-time great player who is a dirty player who can't control himself. And this is the cost of doing business. And he's now twice been suspended from critical playoff games for his team. Part of the resume. We all acknowledged it with Dennis Rodman. We Nobody was making excuses for Dennis Rodman. Great player, integral part of multiple championships, and a live wire. Maybe I'm not going to be as fast as I thought. Next. I was about to say TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Booker and KD had big games for the Suns, who tied the series after dropping game one. But it's clear just how flawed this team is. Yeah. The bench only had... 13 points. Yeah. Monty Williams still doesn't seem to have his rotation down after the KD trade. Yeah. And even if they escape round one, are the Suns going to regret the KD trade? I think they will. You do? Yeah. How come? I don't know. It's just like... They gave up so much, and it's a small window. So here's the thing. It is hard to say you're going to regret acquiring Kevin Durant when Durant's been so great. Yeah. Okay? However, and... That team before the KD trade, that version of the Suns, in my opinion, was not going to win anything this year. And now they do have a real chance at it. But KD, the t- of all the players in the NBA playoffs so far, the two who have played the most minutes are Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Chris Paul, who is my age, has played the 12th most minutes. That's not sustainable. and. There is a real concern, a real concern. The longer this series with the Clippers goes, 
that then in the next round against Denver at altitude, which is a huge factor for every sport, road teams going to Denver, the <coughs> the thin air, and them not being able to that keep up funny. their oh yeah, and them <laughs> not being able to keep up their stamina, that they're going to be out of gas. And if this team doesn't at least make the finals or win the championship this year, that is a heavy bill coming due for Durant, who has been injured repeatedly over the last four years in his mid to late 30s, Chris Paul, who maybe has one year left. They don't regret it yet, but that was a huge dice roll the new owner did. So Matt Ishbia bought the team, and within 24 hours, they traded for Durant. He wanted to make a huge splash, and I get it. You can get Kevin bleeping Durant. But Mikhail Bridges has been excellent for the Nets. We'll get to see him this weekend when we go to the game. And Cam Johnson's been good for the Nets. And they have four picks coming. So it is not a home run for the Suns, that's for sure. And we'll see how it ages. All right, last one. Okay. The Athletic released their anonymous NBA player poll Tuesday. We have all heard the headlines. Goat standings. MVP. Trey being overrated. Oh, well but oh, I like that. That was good. But a few things stood out to me in the producers. Okay, so let's see them. Let's see. So the what's the question for me, Diora, on this? What is the under-the-radar result that no one is talking about yet? Okay, so let's show the first one, and we can discuss it. Drew Holiday won for best defender and most underrated player. So best defender, I really care what players say. I don't always, sometimes I think uh, players are too close to it, but who gives me the most trouble when he's guarding me? The fact that Drew Holiday ran away with it really is meaningful to me. And shout out to Lugans Dort for coming in second. The the next one, I've also already seen the article, so I knew what it was. The next one is that more players said they'd want to build their team around Jokic than Luka. Now, it's 104 votes voters total. That means two more guys picked Jokic, then Luka. Giannis obviously ran away with it. I think it's hilarious that a few people picked LeBron, even though he's in year 20. You're not going to be building your team around him very long. I think Luka, if I'm enough, here's the thing. Jokic, if you're a star player or even a fringe star, Jokic would be more fun to play with because he's such a willing passer. And Luka's a very good passer, but he's so ball dominant. But the answer to that question is obviously Giannis. And then the last one, uh, James Johnson is the player no one wants to fight. This guy, Diora, James Johnson, mm-hmm. he's got a 20-0 and record in kickboxing, but that's not the impressive thing. I mean, that is impressive. When he was with the Miami Heat, Diora, they had a ball, basketball, stuck between the rim and the backboard. You know how that happens sometimes? Mm-hmm. He, you know, I played basketball, you know, I know, well, I know what happened. Well, I don't know well, if I'd what? call what you did playing. I was you a good participate. Player. Oh, baby. I was a good player. You participated. What? You, baby. I love you. I was the best defender on the team. 
<sighs> okay. Okay. If that's how you remember it's, it, I'm with you. I was a good player. I just wasn't good with the rules. The, the rules or the dribbling or the shooting. That's not... I. I, that is not true. Okay, I'm sorry. I will not let him drag Same. my name in the dirt. Okay, I'm sorry. You I were... just shot in the wrong basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few times. A few times. And we're not talking about player. in second grade. This was high school. No, it wasn't. It was eighth grade. Okay, eighth grade. <laughs> it was eighth grade. Okay, so back to James Johnson. So the basketball was stuck between the rim and the backboard. Uh huh. He roundhouse kicked it out insane think about that he got high enough off the ground and did like a spinning kick to dislodge the basketball so he wanted that attention really badly he He definitely could have just jumped up and he could get of course he could have he could get his foot to 10 feet off the ground it's crazy that is crazy and then what's the last one Biora? Because in the GOAT poll, it went like this. 58% Michael, 33% LeBron, 6% Kobe, 1% Russell, and 1% Tracy McGrady. Who do you think voted T-Mac best player? I don't know. I Here's what I do know. It is, it is the same I, like ideology that it's like, man, is Kyrie Irving one of the greatest point guards ever? It's when you disconnect yourself from what it actually takes to like have a sustained, great, long winning career and just look at the talent. Mm-hmm. Because Tracy McGrady is one of the most talented guys ever. Tracy McGrady got a little unlucky on some of the winning stuff. I'm not calling him Kyrie in that regard. And Dr- Tracy McGrady at his apex, apex Tracy McGrady versus Kobe Bryant was a real conversation for a couple years. Uh, so I, but... By the way, the erasure there, who do the there are, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think there's only three people who you credibly can argue is the greatest player ever LeBron, Kareem, and Jordan. There are another four that, if you wanted to make the argument, I think you could create one. Do you have any guesses or you just want me to say it? I can guess. Okay, go ahead. Kobe. Kobe, I. Kobe is not, to me, one of those guys, and here's the reason why. Kobe was trying to be Michael Jordan, came closer than anyone ever has to being Michael Jordan, but was not and was not as good as Michael Jordan. So there's no argument that can possibly be made. So you don't think someone could make the argument that he's the best player? Some people do. I think they're ridiculous because he has an exact archetype. It was Jordan, and Jordan was better. So you, do you understand what I mean? Like he, so he is just a 90% of Jordan. So if Jordan exists, he can't be the best ever. So he, and you know what I said, there's only seven guys. I'll expand it to eight guys that I, again, cred- I'm not gonna guess credibly, I can only argue for three, LeBron, Kareem, and Jordan. However, if you wanted to argue for Wilt Chamberlain, who averaged 50 points a game one year, had a hundred point game, has all the records, I'll listen to it. If you wanted to argue for Magic Johnson, that's one of the ones I was gonna say. You could argue it. I'll listen to it. If you wanted to argue for who's the I said I said there was oh Bill Russell. 
I'll obviously listen to it. He won 11 championships in 13 years playing. Mm -hmm. And the last two are the hardest arguments, but I would listen to it. If you want to argue for Shaq, simply saying at his most dominant, no one was as good as he was. I'll listen to it. And sneaky, if you want to argue for Steph, be like, um, shooting's pretty important. He is, he is unanimously really accepted as the greatest shooter ever. He is as good think, of a teammate as anyone ever. I'll listen to those arguments. Go ahead. But you think that we can all agree that LeBron's the best player playing right now? No, I, I don't think, I don't even think that. He's, I say Giannis is. Yeah, that is correct. Giannis is. And LeBron, I don't think right now is one of the three best players playing. Okay. He's in year 20. He's the. But he, you think if LeBron was at his prime playing the people right now? Oh, it's no no question. Okay. P peak LeBron, the only player ever, players ever, who peak LeBron versus their peak would be a question is peak Shaq, peak Kareem, and peak Michael. Okay. Um, Giannis is an all timer, but peak LeBron, no. But he's but he's near twenty. He's thirty eight. He's right now. You there's... think Giannis is at his prime right now? Or yes. You think he can only get better. Giannis can get a little better, but he doesn't need to get better to be the best player in the league. Okay. He can add a few things to his game. All right, we went fifteen minutes over. Mm, who knew? I said the whole show's gonna be forty minutes. We're already at thirty five minutes. Quick break. Right back. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in episode 144. What's right with Nick Wright? Dior, that was your best segment ever. You were excellent there. I hate when you do that. What do you mean? Positive like reinforcement. It. You're new to this. And the people in the comments agree with me too. What? It's a little it's patronizing? A, yeah, it's a little patronizing. Dior, I am a what year is it? 2023? I've been doing this okay. for more than 15 years. It's really cool, man. I'm one of America's most respected and beloved broadcasters. Did they say that or you said that? I mean, it's just generally accepted. And I am 40 minutes. I am mentoring you a, a, in a trade. You do you know, like you do you should just be I, I don't give false praise. I live with you. What is that? But we don't do this together. 
I'm telling you, in, in this, for these 40 to 65 minutes, 65. twice a week, we are, we are father and daughter, but we set that, that relationship pauses once we walk in this room. Right now, Would we are. Would you like stay to wilds like in between takes? You did really good there. Yeah. Give me a high five. I don't do a high five, but of course, he's learning. He's new to this. I've been. Wilds, <laughs> you hear this wild? It's true. Now, I don't say it to Brew because. Brew's been doing it longer than me, but I mean, occasionally I like, you know, give him like the broadcaster version of like a pat on the I back. They walk, job. They, they say to each other like, Ugh, see the way he said that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they do, but then they also, you know, probably say, you know, when they're not around each other, man. Good thing Nick's around, man. He really carried us today. No, I'm kidding. While we're a, we're a team. We're we're a three way. Somebody edit that. No, edit don't that send it to him. I was kidding. Uh, Brew and Wild are great teammates ever. Uh, and I I'm trying to think He's of a really great trying sports to save analogy right here. Now. No, they're great. We're, we're you know we're a big three. I mean now if we were to in a big three He's like who's LeBron, George. who's D Wade, who's Bosch? Like, Somebody has to edit this and send like, it. Like we them. all know who this is Le- not okay. We all know who LeBron is, but what? What? I don't understand. You think there's like a real question? Like, oh, oh this is bad. You're going to get canceled. I'm not going to get canceled. They're my teammates and I love them. And the, the really you know, the, the group is greater than some Moving of the individual on. parts. Okay. All right. What are we doing? Dua said he was considering retirement after his concussions last year. However, he decided to come back saying how hard it would be to walk away. The Dolphins can't be thrilled with their situation. Could Miami be a sleeper for a QB in the draft? I don't think so. Keep in mind, remember, they lost their first round pick because of the tampering with Brady. So they don't have like the extra draft capital to move up. I'm sure they're nervous about his long term future. However, uh, he's their quarterback for this year, unless, of course, they try to sign Tom Brady again. Brady comes out of retirement. But no, they're not going to draft a quarterback. And in fact, you know what? That's it. We're going to move on to a game now. I told you oh, we're going to go faster. That. Also, by the way, we are going to do your questions and comments today in the C block. So you put those in the chat now and we'll compile them if you haven't already. All right. What's the uh, game we're doing, Diora? We're playing this or that. Yeah. So our first one is there are two, there were two other games last night as well. Heat's bu- Heat Bucks and um, Nuggets Timberwolves. Pick yeah. one to discuss. Miami, Milwaukee. Or Minnesota Denver. Well, I, I'm going to pick them both. Uh, my, uh, that wasn't that wasn't in the all right. Miami, well, they hit 25. Milwaukee hit 25 threes, and now you maybe have extra time to rest. Giannis, if you need to. Minnesota Denver was interesting because Denver, it looked like Minnesota was mm, just this or not not this and that. Okay, fair enough. It looked like Minnesota was just not going to show up for the series. They got blown out in game one, and in game two they were getting blown out at halftime, and then in the second half last night. Anthony Edwards was spectacular. I give him credit. Rudy Gobert was quite good as well. And they took the lead in that game. Unfortunately for them, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't shown up yet. And Carl Anthony Towns, number one pick of the draft on a super max contract. He's got to be better. They can't win this series no matter what, but he's got to be better or else. And I know we're going to talk about Trey Young later. Carl Anthony Towns could be on the trade block. Minnesota traded their whole future for Rudy Gobert, thinking they're going to contend right now with Towns, Edwards, Gobert. 
they end up being the eight seed. Now, I know Towns missed 60 games, but he's got to be better, flatly. All right, next. Reports say that teams have been calling out the 49ers. Calling about. Calling about the 49ers QB Trey Lance. Yeah. GM John Lynch has said Brock Purdy. These names are just so. They're just people's names. Okay. Is the starter. I should be making fun of people's names. Go ahead. I have a really cool name, actually. Go ahead. But even Purdy is not sure if he'll be ready to play. The 49ers should Trey Trey or keep Trey. You have to keep Trey. Trey Trey. They, they, listen, obviously the 49ers have soured on Trey Young a bit. Trey Lance, pardon me. But it, you can't, you traded three first round picks for the guy. He costs almost nothing. You haven't seen him play yet. You'd be trading him at his nadir value-wise, at his lowest possible point. Uh, that's a thing I like to do sometimes. Use a fancy word and then say the sentence again, but in place of the fancy word, define it. You know what I mean? It, like, is a good way of making sure everyone... That is what patronizing means. Well, it's patronizing a bit that I just acknowledge that I do it. It's a little wink to all, like, our smarter listeners and viewers when I do do I it. I understand if anybody wants to log off. No, don't log off. Uh, they got to keep him. They got to keep him. You can't trade him when his value's never been lower. And it also, I don't, Brock Purdy, you're in the exact same situation you were with Jimmy Garoppolo, like a very physically limited game managing quarterback. And this one's coming off an injury. Next. Okay. The Panthers will be picking first in the draft a week from today. The Panthers will select Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. It seems like Bryce Young. There was a lot of momentum towards CJ Stroud. And then a lot of reporters that I trust said it's over. It's Bryce Young. I think it's Bryce Young. I wouldn't draft Bryce Young. He's your size. He's way too small. Uh, he's not quite your size, but he's tiny. Listen, I Bryce seems like a great kid, and he was excellent at Alabama. Excellent. The size is to me just a red line. I don't. I anyone that is the big would be the biggest ever or the smallest ever concerns me. It's what I said about Kyler, and what have we seen with Kyler? Dealt with a bunch of injuries. Very, very difficult to be the tiniest quarterback in the NFL. That's what Bryce Young would be trying to accomplish. Next. Okay, Josh Allen says he needs to adapt and change his playing style to avoid taking hits and putting himself at risk by running the ball. Yeah. This is a wise move or a red flag? Both. So here's the thing. He's got to do this. I was saying all year long he had to do this. The reason, so it's a wise move. The reason it's also a red flag is I don't know if he's accurate enough to be a t what he's supposed to be, which is a top three quarterback in this league, if he removes the running as a huge part of his game. Part of what makes Josh Allen special is he's like a bison back there, no pun intended, with the Bills, and he can run through people and run over people in the best part of their running game. But he needs to get better on the layup throws, and... I'd be very interesting to watch because I do think he's got to protect himself. I do think he has to run the ball less. It was crazy how much jeopardy he was putting himself in. But that means he needs to become a more refined passer if they're going to compete for a Super Bowl like everyone's been promising me Buffalo's going to. Next. Okay. DeMonte's pride and joy. The Celtics have demoralized the Hawks. Yeah. And Trey Young was also voted the league's most overrated player. Yeah. No one has this guy's back in the entire sports media no, world. The Hawks should trade him or keep him. Yeah, you got to trade him. 
Uh, it, hopefully a change of scenery helps. I've got a fun trade. You guys want to know my favorite three-team Trey Young trade? Here we go. Trey Young to Portland. They need to. They need to send anyone to Portland. Portland's a great city. I think you'd like Portland. I've never been, but it seems nice. Uh, Trey Young to Portland. They need to get younger and kind of reboot. Dame to Philly. Dame and Embiid would be as good of a duo as there is in the league. And then Philly sends Maxi, Tobias Harris, and a draft pick or two to Atlanta. They can have Dejounte Murray and Maxi as their backcourt. Add another scorer in Tobias. That's a trade. Send it in. Send it as soon as the Hawks get bounced. Depending on what happens with Philly, send that in. Whether Harden stays or leaves, that trade works. Dame to Philly. Maxi Harris and maybe a few picks to Atlanta and trade to Portland. Trade him next. So pick your next client for a surprise, quick public defender. Trey or Dre or secret answer Dylan Brooks. Um, I'll defend Trey Young. All right, that's a tough little thing. Uh, what do you think? You did you when you drafted this short, incredibly skinny guard out Oklahoma? Did you think my client was all of a sudden going to be a lockdown defender? Have you watched basketball? All of us, you're like, oh, this guy, he's too ball dominant. He can't defend. Um, Did you see my client in college? You did, didn't you? And despite that, you traded Luka Doncic for him. You traded, you had Luka Doncic and you traded him for Trey Young. And now you're mad at Trey Young for being Trey Young. Don't know what you want. Uh, Your Honor, what about uh all the co- problems with coaches? I mean, we're not here to discuss that. Where just you asked you asked Trey Young to uh, what do you want him to be all of a sudden? Tony Allen, not who he is. You want him to play off the ball, not what he's ever done. Don't blame him for being him. Blame yourself for trying to turn him into someone else. We're under the wire. We have some great tweets from Demonze. We explain these sweatshirts. It's not quite as simple as you think, and we answer your questions. That's all next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef crafted, never frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day. 
you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash Nick Wright 50 and use code Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Nick Wright 50 at factormeals.com slash Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome, welcome back, back in episode 144, What's Right with Nick Wright. Did you just try to introduce us back? I did. Okay, that's not your role. I'm going to take your place. That's that's not your role. You, the, I bring us in, I take us out, you add little comments in between. There's a clear dichotomy mm. here and a clear separation of powers. So oh, I, 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 I appreciate your precociousness. However, My precoc- precociousness, however, let's, let's be it's clear here about, you know, who the audience is here for and why the show exists. So let's, let's not go a little too far. Someone who used to sit in that seat, Demonze now lives in Los Angeles. We have some tweets from you for you from Demonze to show you before we get to your listener questions and comments. Demonze tweets, the ending of this Dodger game genuinely got me excited. Demonze's baseball corner at Get Nick Wright. Did that tweet really have 360,000 views? That's unbelievable. I love the idea of it. Also, Demonze took him three days in LA to start missing the bask in the glow of the spotlight of the What's Right podcast and already is pining to get back to it. Uh, Diora, also, do you wanna do you wanna tell the audience what you caught me doing yesterday before we get to Demonze's next tweet? What you caught me doing in regards to Demonze? Yes. Oh, we were sitting in the office and he's just oh. like just ah, watch. I hope just Demonze, watch. hold on. I hope Demonze's not watching this. But go uh, ahead. Either way, I'll text him. Go ahead. We're just watching the game, and all of a sudden my dad just pulls out his phone and checks Demonze's location real quick <laughs> and just goes, hmm. And then just puts it back in his pocket. I can't help myself. You're insane. I know. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. I know. You are insane. I know. I just can't help myself. I just, it was, yesterday was his first day in the office in LA. And it was right around the time that I know some people leave work, but Demonze on his first day should not be leaving when everyone is leaving. So I just checked. He was still in the office. He did a good job. That's all. I just checked. Or like when I'm out and my... And yeah. my dad has my location and he texts me, Hey, where are you? Ooh, just like just a little tester. Just see what's going on. Just and it'll be like school. Yeah, <laughs> like just see what's going on. Some but some you know, a little tester. I just I don't You're insane. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're a little insane. No, I just like to know where my children Demonte are. Monse is twenty four. I understand. But you know, we have a I have a I I have a rule, which is I will continue to keep you guys on my phone plan that I pay for. And the only prerequisite is you have to share your location with me. And the moment, and, and at I'm this gonna point. going to be in college. He's going to be like, you have class in the morning. Of course home. I am. Like, of course I am. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am. Uh, and listen, Demonze is a responsible grown adult, but he also, I think, understandably has made the choice. That the slight invasion of privacy is not worth $80 a month to him. So because of that, it, you know, it's it's a fair deal. Show me another Demonze tweet. This one's a classic. 
This one, <coughs> this one was the day he bought See, a car. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? So this one says, I feel like blinkers should be called winkers. The guy had a car for 12, bought a car and 12 hours later is renaming things. The view difference is because I didn't retweet that one because I thought he would get roasted, but I didn't have to retweet it for our fearless leader, producer Matt Ford to retweet it and him to say the following, which was, I'm glad you were able to find a dispensary. That picture, by the picture way, on there is, okay. is so good. These are great Demonze photoshops. All right. So Demonze, we miss you. We love you. Um, and you'll be back on the show before football. No, I haven't heard from Demonze since he left. Really? Haven't heard from him once. Wow. All right. Well, that's no good. Have you reached out to him? No. Well, you should. Okay. Um, all right. Now let's talk about these sweatshirts. So if you can read the sweatshirts, they say University of California, Santa Cruz. So up to 24 hours ago, we were pretty certain Diora was either going to University of California, Santa Cruz, or as we talked about on the show, UC Berkeley, who she's still waiting to hear back from. And once again, I'll remind any of our viewers, if any of them you know, work at University of California, Berkeley, if any of them are in the admissions department, and they're like, oh my God, this is a very mature, smart, erudite young woman. We'd love to have her on campus. Well, we're waiting to hear back. But either way, those two colleges are both in Northern California, 3,000 plus miles away. I won't say this other school, Diora, but Diora found out yesterday she was accepted to a different acting program in at a college in New York City with a very generous, nice scholarship because they really want you to go there. And now... I don't want to be that close to him, though. Now, my beloved Scoot has a decision to make, which is she is either going to be down the street... Down the street is a stretch. No, okay. She's either going to be... On the other side of Manhattan. Or right. Somewhere side. is in the same borough as me or a six-hour flight away. She's either going to be a 90-minute walk or a six-hour flight. And I just don't know how I'm going to deal. I'll so, see everyone in California. No, okay, well, hold on. Wait a second here. No, I don't want you to make any rash decisions here. And rash decisions. the what is true is this. If she ends up being accepted to Berkeley, I, I would imagine that ends up being a bit of a no-brainer. But if if they make a grievous error and that you don't get accepted, then it's a real decision to make. And I had already kind of come to terms with the fact that you were going to be across the country. But now there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. That he knows. No, I know there's a chance because you have, because you know what? I think there's a real chance because some of your best friends are staying in New York. Mm. And so, but we'll see. We're going to go visit UC Santa Cruz. We're going to check that out. We'll go visit the school you got into here. We'll check it out. We'll do the whole thing. But that, but at the time being, that's why we're wearing these sweatshirts. All right. Time to read uh, questions. Uh, KCBD says, what are your thoughts for the Chiefs sending Zay Flowers, Texas, work out with Mahomes? Is that normal for teams too? I don't know if the Chiefs sent him. I'm not, Or maybe they did. I, Mahomes has been working out a lot of receivers in this draft. I don't know if it's normal or not, but I like it. Uh, 
You all need to explain how Dior shot at the wrong basket in eighth grade. Oh, that's from Seahorn. I get I got a little confused a few times, you know, like after halftime when the basket switched. I have really bad ADHD. You know, mm-hmm. I get a little confused sometimes, mm-hmm. forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're running to the basket, and your team's yelling your name. You're not thinking, oh, I must be doing something wrong. You're like, yeah, like everyone's cheering for me, you know. Yeah. But, but what about the second time? And you were running to the basket. The same thing. Right. But you didn't have a moment where you're like, hmm, I don't usually have fast break layups and they're yelling at me again. Maybe I should pause and regroup. But if I pause and I steal the ball, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. You know what? I was really good on defense, though. I uh, from the Poker Odyssey, my first time watching live, does Nick track his poker stats and is he a winning player? No. Uh, Yes, I do, and yes, I am. Now, I I guess there's a caveat there. I did lose $50,000 in one heads-up match with Phil Hellmuth. That's insane. So that, that is, it, I guess, w- if you incorporate that into the profit loss, it's a different story. Uh, however, that was almost a one-off type of thing in a way that to me is not indicative of the overall skill. I'm a much high, I have a much higher win rate in PLO than I do in No Limit Hold'em. Uh, but yeah, the answer is yes. Jackson Hignite says, any shot the Chiefs go get Michael Meyer in the draft? Kelsey can only be ageless for so long. I want the Chiefs to draft a tight end with a top 100 pick uh, because I want who, I want them to get a high-level talent to learn under Kelsey for a couple years because obviously so much of Kelsey's brilliance is his technique and route running, and I would like him to teach that. Uh, Do you think Steph should leave Golden State to try to get ring five? No, he's never going to leave Golden State, and he just got ring four last year, and Golden State will spend money even if they have to reboot it a bit. It's going to be hard to find a better position for him, especially when he's making $60 million a year. Uh. Has Diora ever beaten Demonze in basketball? If not, what game activity does she dominate him in? Really Never in basketball. What, what'd you say? Really good at risk. Diora is really good at risk, and Demonze be getting frustrated, man. He is. Demonze is not good at losing board games. No. He gets really frustrated. But also, when he's winning, he is such an annoying winner. It's not a great, listen, this is why you weren't here, but there was one day on the pod he was talking about, oh, I don't know if this is on the pod or not, so I might be exposing him, I don't mean to. But on or off the pod one time, he was like, I have a risk date planned. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, I don't know about that, buddy. Is that family dinner? He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're kind of a bad loser and a bad winner, so I don't know how this goes. He gets really competitive. He gets really competitive and really frustrated. Diora? Don't. 9.2 out of 10. 9.2. Bye, everyone. Thank you for a wonderful podcast. Um, Time to go. What's right? Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze's got a financial 
bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also, click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.